Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Captain. On the roof! So many snacks, so many to die. We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. up everybody it's time once again for talk and shop the marvel edition i'm your host the one and only bobby d and in the studio with me as always are david and michael hello hello okay now i i i wish we could come into either dc or marvel shows you know on on all these rmds and have like good positive conversations to go on and, I, and I've talked about this for a very long time, and I, I I feel like we are getting to the era of the superhero is dead. When dead it, in what way, though? Dead when it comes to dead as a doornail. <laughs> dead as in, I have a feeling that these box office movies are done. Like, I don't know what is going on with Marvel at this time. I don't know if you guys know, but they fired the president. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And so that's not a good sign, right? No, I mean, isn't. if this is the lady that has been around forever and now we're coming off of, like, I haven't seen Ant-Man. Have you guys seen Ant-Man? Have you seen Quantumania? I did, yeah. Yeah, same here. I did. Uh, quick opinions, because I haven't seen it. I don't know what to go off of. I heard, you know, the villain is good and that's it. Villain is good and it's very forgettable. It's basically the same feelings that I got when I went to, when I saw Thor Love and Thunder, Mm -hmm. where fantastic villain, wish I saw more of the villain, but besides that, it's just the same old, same old Marvel formula. And hero gets into a bit of a bind. You have humor and that's about it. And they're, they're trying to make the villain the centerpiece of all their, uh, all their phases up to this point. So you don't really care about the hero. You care more about the villain. Okay. Well, and Michael, what do you think? Similar to David, I didn't hate the movie, but the movie had major problems. It's the first Marvel film that I truly feel has serious motivational problems. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they really understood what the motivation of that movie was other than let's introduce Kang the Conqueror and we'll give you guys a plethora of little comedy sketches throughout and around the character until it's time to fight. And Ant-Man for me was one of the ones that I actually liked. Like I like Paul mm-hmm. Rudd. I like the humor. I like the things that he was doing. I like him as an actor. So for me to see this, the, I think Rotten Tomatoes had it like a 40%. Oh, wow. 47% Jesus. by the I critics. I give it a 40%, but I think that that's... It's probably like a 73. Yeah, it's about it's, a it's 70 a, to a, a 68. 
It's a, okay. I, I would agree with that. It's not like a horrible movie. No. The the fact is, and that might be the problem here because uh, I, I haven't had time to look at the budget, but we're talking about only four hundred and sixty four million worldwide today. So not good. <laughs> Thirty five days into release, and they aren't even at the break even point for these movies because if it's a standard Marvel movie, you got to figure two hundred fifty million, and it's what uh, two 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 and a half times to get break even uh, when it, when it comes down to it. And so you figure right now we're we're not even there. We're never going to get not, there. We're never going to get there. And then the thing is, the next big one that I am curious to see how it does because it's being touted as this is the final chapter. This is the final movie. All the fans of this series will want to see this is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy is on a different level for me because I am a part of the James Gunn cult. <laughs> like you know he is on You're a card carrying member a card carrying member like yeah i am the the grand poopa of the the fucking phoenix uh membership of the james gun club um because i believe in that man and anything that he has done when it comes to it and, i can't argue with you there and yeah. i believe in the, the the people that are behind him believe in him and yeah. that's when things are scary is when you have a guy who believes in his own shit that, and then everybody else believes in him. Yeah. So you're going to get the best out of all those people. Oh, yeah. And especially since out of all the filmmakers that have touched superhero movies, James Gunn is the one that basically I noticed his entire cast is super loyal to him. You know, it's kind of like similar to like on the DC side, Zack Snyder, how a lot of his actors were really loyal to him. Yeah. But like James Gunn, the way you look at all the filmmakers on the Marvel side, I think he is one of the more powerful director creator filmmakers that they've brought into the Marvel universe. And to see him, this is going to be his last hurrah guardians of the galaxies three will be the last time we see James Gunn and his fingerprints on the Marvel universe. I'm really curious to see how it's received because if Ant-Man, if the, if the introduction of a villain that a lot of Marvel fans have been waiting for, which is Thanos or not Thanos, uh, Kang. And it just happened. And it kind of was like a wet fart. How is the last, how's the last installment to guardians of the galaxy going to get received? But don't you think that when you, when you look at guardians of the galaxy on its own, like outside of the MCU, it is a complete trilogy at this point. Ant-Man is not. We have a continuation of a story of this ragtag group of of heroes or whatever you want to call them, um, you know, basically space pirates going around doing their own shit. Yeah. Um, that just happened to be sucked into the Avengers late in the game. I think Ant-Man has always been entangled in, you know, from Civil War on into the Marvel thing. And so it's not like this third part was... A, a a like I needed to go to it to see the closure of you know how we got Jane back or uh, did I said the name right yeah yeah um how how she came back and where she was because it's nothing that I was excited for the fact that it just seems like the way that they're pushing the Guardians of the Galaxy three that could help this recover is the fact that this is the end of the era when it comes to this yeah so you're gonna get your closure on Star Lord and all your favorite characters and you know. It seems like at least the way it's built up to me and you guys can tell me if you feel differently about it is that we are going to get 
some conclusion to stories that there is some actual risk involved. I used to joke about it on, you know, when I was covering all the CW crap, like there ain't no risk involved. Ain't nobody going to die. They signed on. Um, There ain't nobody signed on after this. So anybody could fucking die. Just to touch on a couple points you've made. The problem where the problem with Marvel and where they are currently with their, with their film slate has a lot to do with the fact that they've lost their way when it comes to how they were charting their path originally. The reason why the, let's say phase one through three and a half was so successful is because it was based on characters that they built up Mm -hmm. for three phases. Yeah. Then they brought them all together in one big movie. Then people who didn't watch the other films, but say watched Iron Man, maybe didn't watch Captain America. They then went back and watched Captain America because they were sold on this character. The mistakes they're making currently has a lot to do with the fact that they're not really creating films with characters that people can connect with. Yeah. There are no Tony Starks. There are no Chris Evans. There are no new Chris Hemsworth. The characters that, or I should say their personas, Tony, did I taste, did I say Tony Stark? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then I said, Chris Evans, I meant uh, Captain America. They're, we don't really care about anyone outside of that group. And that's the problem. They're not creating any other viable bankable characters that people can say, I love what you did with this story. And I'm going to now see everything that you do with this character. That's the problem with Ant-Man. Ant-Man has lived off of the success so far based on, this is probably going to be connected to the bigger story. And since then, I mean, it's really not, I mean, it's integral a bit with the other things, but they're, they're not really creating anything in Ant-Man itself that people love, meaning that character. They may like Scott, right? Yeah. Scott Lang. But outside of that, what's I, a, what's a driving motivator to get people to go see Ant-Man? They forgot why people go see movies and became too obsessed with those credit sequences that then sell the next movie. And what they did is they taught their own audience only to watch a movie based on what are we going to get next? Because when a movie review comes out for a Marvel film, what do you see the blogs cover? They don't actually review the movie. They review what it did for the bigger universe. What what that mid credit scene means for the rest of phase Phase five. five. So they kind of did it to themselves. And now people are not really watching the movies for themselves or for itself. They're watching for what it does. No, I I legitimately some like the last couple movies I've like only watched them on Disney plus went and read what the mid credit end credit scenes were. And we're like, okay, cool. I got it. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it too, Ant-Man was more egregious in my opinion, because like not only did they do uh, end credit sequences that kind of floundered, but the end credit sequence really didn't have anything to do with Ant-Man. And it's, it, that's the power did credit of sequences ever really have anything to do. Oh, yeah. all, not I mean, all like, the at time. Least, at least like an end credit sequence would actually say, Hey, this is possibly the, what's going to The, gonna the Avengers initiative was introduced. Tony yeah. Stark being in Randy's something, donuts. Something like that, you know, where it would tie to it. At least the character would make sense. But here, they connected it to Loki season two, which has nothing to do with Ant-Man. It, it, so are, are they going to just but have it's this, Kang, though. Yeah, Kang appear in different versions in every movie? Oh no! That, I think that's television show. I think that's what they're going to do because, like, if if anybody knows the history of Kang, Kang has multiple 
different versions of himself. That's what makes him so powerful in the Marvel universe is the fact that throughout history, he's been multiple people and has affected every single superhero. It's just the fact that the superheroes never really noticed. He's been kind of like that guiding hand. So uh, I'm going to say this now. And when it comes down to it, I think Guardians in the galaxy is going to be excellent. Adam Warlock has been teased for who knows how long long? in this. And it's an exciting character to see get introduced into the universe. Yeah. You know, it was just like kind of last time when um, I can't remember his name, but Lex uh, Luthor from Smallville uh, was uh, he could be Silver Surfer. We don't know what he is. And you're just like, holy shit, we might get Silver Surfer. Surfer. You know, and, and, but like we know that Adam Warlock is in this and, and it's an exciting thing that we have coming forward. So what we're going to get now is like Guardians of the Galaxy brings Marvel back. Yeah. You know, we'll get all those things where, where we, you know, we're on our jump to conclusions, Matt. And we're like, yay, we're back. But I think the the reality of Guardians 3 is, are we really going to have anything out of Guardians 3 to continue on. But wouldn't because Guardians 3 lead to almost like a, a secret invasion type storyline? Like you would we, think we, you would have to go with the space element of what's going on. Yeah, you would think, but think about it too. The whole initiative has been centered around Kang. And that's the problem. That's that's one of the my issues that I've had with Marvel is like they decided to do this whole phase about we're going to focus this because they got a they got a taste of what happened with Thanos and they basically now with all their phases they're saying we're going to introduce villains and have our entire phase centered around a big bad and unfortunately that's going to leave out characters out of the equation with certain villains guardians are not going to be affected by kang i would be incredibly incredibly <laughs> cracking up if they shoehorned a Kang appearance in guardians, because that's what it would be. They'd be shoehorning him in there somehow. And, you know, I think Marvel, Marvel fans are catching on to the fact that, wait a minute, we're seeing a lot of things forced down us because Marvel is, is stuck in this, in this pattern. Marvel needs to just find a path that works for this new round and just kind of leave everything else in the past that's another problem is that a lot of people are now facing it's not superhero fatigue per se, because if a well-marketed film with the right cast, that's a Marvel film or a DC film is put out there. People are going to go see it. It's not about being fatigued out. It, it's about not having a reason to go. Yeah. Give me a reason to go see it. And then the movie will be successful. But you, you, you say there's no fatigue, but what are the best movies that we've reviewed lately? They all have good stories with them that have nothing to do with anything other than being fun and a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen, I'm not uh, defending or trying oh, to, no. I'm just saying that I don't feel like we've reached that fatigue yet. I think there is a level of fatigue because the okay. quality of content has dipped. But now if there was no qual if there's no dip in quality, then I'd say yes, it is fatigue. But we all know that DC for a second can't get their head out of their own ass. Oh, yeah. And Marvel kind of fucked themselves up with their Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because like they forced themselves into a a path. The path they chose, the problem that I uh, I've always felt is like it seems like they're trying to throw things at the wall. And see if it sticks. And if it just partially sticks, they don't follow through with it. Or if it falls completely flat, they just basically say, okay, well, we won't cover anything of that. 
And then the audience is like left going, well, why did I just waste, yeah. <laughs> waste my well, hours and watching audience, this? And audiences aren't dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know we make jokes that people are stupid, but people can see transparency. And if they feel that Marvel is just putting content out because they need content, mm -hmm. it's not going to go over well with the fan base. And that's what another thing I see out there in the ether on social media people are complaining about. Who would have thought that fanboys would complain about too much content? Yeah. And there is backlash when it comes to the Disney Plus shows. There's too many of them. Yeah. They're diluting the, the MCU story. They're fragmenting it down to where it's even hard to make heads or tails as to what world this really is. You know, She-Hulk introduces like mutants like, okay, where did these people show up? They're just around yeah, now. Yeah, wolf by night. And yet you watch Ant-Man and Wasp and they introduce you to a world that looks really normal. <laughs> where are the mutants that you just introduced? Where are the werewolf by night people? Yeah. Uh, and, and what I think is, uh, and like, uh, I'm going to give CW credit for the CW seed when it came to introducing characters with those cartoons, because those like, those were true point ones. And if you guys aren't a comic fan, a point one used to be something that would get you introduced to a character and that would catch you up on a story. Yes. And I think that's where Marvel is missed that like these things, like I think, uh, Wanda and vision were, was a good point one. Oh yeah. Because yeah, it, it, it expanded on their characters. It was like only them and what was going on in their world. Loki busted out of that and went to a bigger world and started dealing with the multiverse. And I think that's where we started losing, even though Loki is great. But the fact was like, when you start building into what people would have to see, you lose that point one mentality of what's made comic books. Great of being able to like, I remember stop when I stopped reading forever and they started Dude, I want to say early 2000s when like a lot of point ones were coming out to get people like me back into it. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, let me see what these people are doing. And it's like, oh, this one's interesting. Let me go buy some books now and, yeah. and, and get it. And I think that's the mentality that they got to have with that Disney Plus. And I think like what if was probably a good point one. Oh, um, yeah. What if was a good point one. Bobby, that's a good point. Like that's what they should have focused on. Even though I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier, they should have used it to introduce characters in a very contained world. Yeah. Like it could be in our universe, obviously, but when you start branching out too far into major cosmological, like, um, mapping. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to confuse people because it goes right back to Dr. Strange too. What did we say was the biggest problem with that movie? Besides some of the, <laughs> the, the narrative aspects, it was the fact that you literally needed to watch 95% of the Disney plus Marvel shows, if not 100% and every single Marvel movie to fully understand what the hell was a going sequel on. to the first doctor strange that was self-contained. Yeah. Well, but what I like, what I, I think of is like, I just for some reason, like two years later played the miles Morales Spider-Man on, uh -huh. on PlayStation and that thing, like you said, it was a, it's a self-contained story that introduces you to Miles, his character, his presence in New York City without introducing to a bigger world of villains or anything else. Yeah. It's him dealing with his own story. And you're, so you're right there with that when it comes down to it. If, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, again, another great thing, but it was a story that needs to be continued when you get to, uh, you know, whatever the next the, the series the, was. The, the, yeah, the NWO or whatever they're calling <laughs> the Captain America movie. 
um, uh, you're going to have to know what happened there. And it's not because like, oh, well, you know, and it should have just left it off as, oh, cool. Sam got the shield and then Sam could have done some stuff, you know, uh, outside of dealing with a bigger villain and bigger everything villain. else. They already wow. see in what we're talking about right now, this is how stupid Marvel is and why they frust- frustrate the fuck out of me. They were doing essentially what we're talking about on Netflix. Those shows were part of canon. But what did they say when they first marketed these shows to the audience audiences? They said, these are going to be shows that are relatively small in scale that deal with things that the Avengers can't be bothered with. That's how they designed those shows. And that's Friendly why they, neighborhood Spider-Man. And that's why they worked independently. They trashed those trashed that idea and then went to these larger scale shows thinking they were going to attract a larger audience. When, if they just continued what they were already doing with the other studio would have been fine. Oh yeah. Especially, especially when you get to some of the heroes they dealt with in uh, like their, their streaming phase. When you have, series like Hawkeye that apparently ties to the Netflix stuff with, well, with Fisk. Right. And it's like, it's like, okay, so it doesn't belong. You guys cut that part of the universe out, but apparently you didn't. And it's kind of like, that's also because John Berthnall is now back as Punisher. John Berthnall is suddenly back. uh, Daredevil reborn. But you know, they're retrospectively retconning the Netflix stuff. Yeah. And they They haven't haven't officially said it yet. But if you listen to the interviews with uh, all the actors coming back to Daredevil, they at first, they all said, no, this is going to be the same thing. Now their stories have changed and said, this is, they have admitted that this is going to be very Very different. different. And imagine this as being an origin story and you're probably going to see things you've seen somewhat in the original Netflix Netflix. series. Because they keep going back and forth. Well, this is going to be... They're probably going to say that Netflix stuff is from another universe. It's probably what they're going (laughs) to say now. But do do you... Are are we Batmaning Daredevil? Oh, I think so. I think we... Like, are we, like, going to just tell the same stories over and over again? I I That's the scary part is because now... Because now we we would have two with Charlie Cox and one with Ben Affleck. Well, think think about this, too, is like... (laughs) Even, <laughs> even with Spider-Man, Sp- the one problem that they got away with with from the Tom Holland Spider-Man was they stopped harping on his origin, his origin story. story. Yeah, but now, now, okay, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's done, and then when he comes back, you mean to tell me you're going to harp on old things again? You talking because, about Daredevil? Well, or, like with Daredevil, yeah, right. You're going to harp on things again, and you're you're forgetting the lesson that you learned from Spider-Man. Go away from that. It just everyone out there just know that the new Daredevil is not going to be good. I I want to hope it's good because Daredevil is one of my favorites. Not going to be good, dude. I, and it, it, if it, they it, do it, the story of Bullseye and Elektra, it's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, but they're going to do Disney Daredevil. Uh, yeah, da- Disney Daredevil. That's the thing I'm worried about. That's what the DD means. It's not. It's not Daredevil. It's Disney Daredevil. <laughs> it's Disney Daredevil. It'll it's tri- have the mouse ears instead it's, of the horn. It, it's triple D, and he's like. <laughs> Oh, it's weird. I think we discussed this on a show a few months back. Eventually Marvel's going to have to give when it comes to the rating system, Mm -hmm. because they want to compete and they want to be competitive and you can't be competitive on your platform when you prohibit certain type of content. And it's also kind of silly that they refrain from producing rated R and mature rated content when they now have, the Netflix stuff uncensored 
on the Disney Plus app under Marvel. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. It, it, it's 100%. So it, it is one of those things like I don't know where I I am right now when it, it comes <laughs> to the, the Marvel like universe. We're, because we're all a little in a, a little bit of a Marvel existential funk. We're not sure. It's a limbo. Yeah. It's almost like we're at, in a limbo. At this point, you know, again, I know we would only be at the end of phase one of the, the, the initial infinity. But it's just like, goddamn! Like, where? When are we getting to these stones? When are we doing this? Like, right yeah. now, I don't know where we're going. Oh yeah, and that's the frustrating part too, is because like, and who, who, we know who, what's in the horizon. We know. I don't even know the players on the field at this point. Yeah, that too, because like, we know that basically there's stuff in the horizon that everyone's excited about. You know, like the introduction of the X Men, the introduction of Deadpool. Do we Wolverine. even know we're getting that introduction? <sighs> there's mutants, Mike. There's yeah. mutants. We yeah. know that through Miss Marvel. We know that that's Miss that, Marvel their, was a good point one good. for me. Miss Marvel was a good point one, um, but the problem the, the, again is like we know we can see everything in the horizon, but it's almost like Marvel doesn't know what to do with itself. They're they're stuck in that like what you said, Mike, is a limbo where they're like going, I don't know what to do. Well, let's do this. Well, that didn't work. Oh, let's pull back. Do you think this new <laughs> Avenger? movie the two films that we're going to get do you think they're even going to do well at the box office because I, I asked this because and it just goes right back to bobby's main topic for this discussion Fahey has said that the new avengers films are going to be all new avengers oh no yeah but here's my my question about they're going to be based on new avengers that a lot of people again goes right back to what i said the current era we're in the current phase you don't have a lot of characters that people care about. Exactly. And now you're going to use those characters that people don't really care about. And you're going to, to use, create an Avengers film. You're going to use characters that okay. people barely know. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go to like I, uh, wrestling house shows. Going to WWE SmackDown <laughs> and I'm going to see all the SmackDown superstars. I go there and I see a bunch of fucking curtain jerkers. Yes. That's the Avengers. Yeah. New Avengers movies. That's like, a new Avengers. I, I, I want to see. I want to see my Avengers and like, but I'm not seeing any of the main Avengers. I'm seeing all the dudes that do all the like the side shit. Oh, that's that's a perfect example of like because even in, you're seeing the backup you're, squad. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Like you're seeing. It's, it's like in the NBA when they complain about uh, load management. Load management. And you're like, I pay all this money to go see Steph Curry play for the freaking Warriors, and it's his day off. It's the skank shift. The 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 wrestling. Yeah, the wrestling. I'm going to the strip club on Wednesday at noon. The wrestling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> example you brought up Bobby is constantly even brought up today and it's brought up actually even more so in television is like you see like wrestling television shows the only way they bring in the numbers is if they bring in that main eventer like like Cody Rhodes the only time Raw ever brought up great numbers was because they brought in the major stars like Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes yeah and then if you take that into Avengers there is no one on the current roster of superheroes that is going to carry a movie like that. You can't say that's going to be Dr. Strange because Dr. Strange was taken off, off the board at the end of his movie. Spider-Man, he got taken off the board because now everyone doesn't know who Peter is. So it American can't be any Caesar of them. Chavez. <laughs> it can't be any of them. So you mean to tell me the characters that we have left, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and we're going to say Cap and Winter Soldier? 
those guys, can any of those guys carry an actual team? Uh, and I know what people are saying is you're forgetting the guardians, David, remember what I said, guardians three, you're done. Yeah. You're not going to see none of them are signed and they're not going to come back. They're not going to come back. Batista has made that clear that none of them are coming back. Well, even uh, Chris Pratt said that he's not coming yeah. back. So there goes star Lord and go, there goes Drax. There's no one else that you can possibly carry an Avengers team. Yeah. Rock is probably going to die. And like, I remember me and you, me and you, when we, when we talked about the captain America series, we were excited because we thought maybe just maybe, um, who's the person that plays Falcon? I, I forgot his name now. The just a Papa Doc. <laughs> Papa Doc. <laughs> Clarence. Um, but you know he went to a private school. Oh yeah, and he lives with his parents. <laughs> and his but parents like, have a real nice marriage. We all thought we all thought that basically <laughs> Falcon. It's going to be cool. He's he could take that mantle of Captain America and carry it. But we haven't seen him since. They haven't established him at all in any of the movies. You'd almost think, hey, how about Ant-Man? Let's throw in a uh, an appearance of Captain America just so that we could tell our audience, here's our de facto leader right now. Nothing. I, I who knows? Like, you're right. Like I haven't seen anything out of Stan and freaking Mackie and who, yeah. who knows? Because those are probably the only two people that would actually get me to go to the movies. If you think about it, look at look at Wakanda. You can't, you cannot tell me that Dude, I didn't without know Black I, Panther. Look, look no. Netflix uh, like just put on Queen of Africa, and I basically thought that was the same movie. Scary, isn't it? Because I, I was the same. <laughs> I was the same way, and like, unfortunately, and I understand that 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 was probably part of the tragedy of the new Marvel is. I kind of guess that Chadwick Boseman was going to fill in that role as he's the de facto star. Yes. By losing him, you have no more de facto star to be the front and center of your Marvel phase. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know what the, the future holds when it comes down to it. It's in limbo. It, it's it. There's a plan. And, but when we see that, like, I, I haven't checked in a while, but I'm, sh- I'm assuming blade hasn't restarted. <laughs> no. Okay. So <laughs> the plan's cr- crumbling because things are getting delayed. People are getting fired. Yeah. Um, things are changing because we know that there's no money being made anywhere. Uh, when, it, when it comes down to it, like, like I said, it, they fired the, the president of Marvel studios. Who's been around for almost two decades. I know that was a, that's and, actually a shock. I was surprised that they and you're did just that. like, okay, like that doesn't like kind of give a copacetic feel to the, the house the, of the mouse at this point. Like now is this Bob Iger coming back in going, Hey, you assholes, I, I left. <laughs> and what did you do? Well, would you be surprised Mike, if it, because me and you have talked about this before, Mike, about the big industry news was Iger coming back to Disney after he got, he did get exiled out of Disney. But then he came back because everyone realized. So did James Gunn. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, do you think Iger would actually take the reins from Fahey? No, that's just not his thing. He's not a movie guy. He's a CEO. But there's a, a big difference. He's, he's a money guy, but that's not a, being a producer producer. Like he is the big swinging dick over at Disney, but 
he doesn't he doesn't actually have a film background. That's why I believe at one point he was going to go be the CEO of Apple. Yeah. It, th- these types of guys just go to other big corporations. It doesn't matter if it's a movie thing or a bank. They so just you, you don't think you don't think Iger would do what Warner Brothers does. No. Or they or he would involve oh, he, himself. Oh, no, he I'm sure he's involved. I'm sure he's the one that makes a lot of the creative decisions, yeah. but what I'm saying is that he I don't think he has the mentality or the desire to be a true film producer. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the, that dude's here to save Disney from d- themselves. And he wants the yeah. credit for that. Like, right. And so if he's the one that like, uh, Victoria, uh, Alonzo, uh, was fired. She was fired from position at the Marvel studios as a president of physical and post-production visual effects and animation production. She was there for 17 years and was shockingly fired. Yeah. You don't think that's a repercussion for everything that is going on? Because if you <laughs> like, like, if you start cleaning out people that have like kind of helped you build your house, like what, what is going on at this point? Like that we don't know about. That's the, man, that, that's the scary part is like, it just goes to show like how Marvel right now has no, they just want they, to blame someone for something. Yeah, they don't have yeah. any. But what, is it a who, Disney thing to find a scapegoat from like what I look I mean, to be a Latina girl? <laughs> I mean, I mean I, I, I'm being real. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> I don't think Disney cares. It's all about money. I, they pretend to care. Uh, it, it, it's the it's the fake outrage. Yeah. It says here that let's see, termination is unclear but sources have said that it involved a consortium, including human resources, Disney's legal department, and multiple executives, including Disney entertainment co-chairman. Jeez. They, they fucking created a lynch mob. Yeah. That's essentially what uh, I'm looking at too. Rid of a woman of color in a position of power and a permanent fixture. 17 years. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure her golden parachutes. Wonderful. Oh yeah, but he she had to have a, a excellent golden parachute. If she didn't, then that's her bad. Seventeen yeah. years, you better get some compensation. Um, yeah. So, it, it, but you, when you when you read all the news, you're not reading anything positive about anything that is coming out. It's either delays or a- anything else, like even like the Moon Knight stuff. And it, it, like I said, it it just seems like we're getting pigeonholed into certain things that have to happen or certain characters that are going to appear and everything like I, I, I don't know. I, again, I'm a fan. I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I don't want to come here and be negative towards the things that I have tattooed all over my fucking body at this point. <laughs> um, but the, the fact is on both sides of the house, I'm not, I'm not playing favorites. No. I, I shit on DC just as hard. Oh yeah. They, they yeah. get the same. They They're get the probably same. harder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause I they think, can't get anything going. Yeah. But the, the fact is like, I, I can't sit here and, and eat, drink the Mar- uh, the Marvel Kool-Aid anymore and be like, Oh, everything is great. When they used to make a billion dollars a movie and the last yeah. two or three movies, I've probably made a billion two combined. Yeah. Financially and quality wise, I'd say the last three years has just been kind of eh. Yeah. Which I'm, I, I'm not a huge comic book fan per se. I do love the movies, but it's not my only thing I would like to watch. I know there's a lot of fans out there that they just live and breathe. I just love movies as a whole. 
And that's what they need to remember. They need to quit trying to make Marvel movies and go back to the basics and make films. Well, if you think about that's it, what they have to do. Look at look at the opening movies they did that started this. Exactly. Those films are strong. Even the first Thor movie that people like to shit on. The opening act and a half is fantastic. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you look at the original movies, especially like Iron Man. Iron Man stands out. It's a as great the, movie. It's a great movie, Still. and it stands by itself. Not done and by you, Marvel or Disney. I know. Yeah, and, and you <laughs> never feel. I went back and I went back and watched Iron Man, and like the superhero stuff is there, but it's not as heavy-handed as it is nowadays. No, they were focusing on stories about humans, about yeah, people, about people, about a person, and the the superhero stuff was just background noise it just was it was aesthetic and if you think about it too is like when you look at the current the current cast the, the current cast of characters we have now their story arcs pale in comparison to what we got in the very first what, what? iron man's give me a new character um, um let's go with let's america go with, chavez <laughs> literally let's go oh, with, no no let's uh, go with she hulk she hulk okay yeah. god <laughs> my, my mind being destroyed okay because i'm trying to be fair as well yes because bobby made a great point that iron man iron man isn't technically a disney film the first one so let's look at first avenger yeah first avenger compared to the introduction of she hulk that had first avenger beat by four hours mm -hmm. maybe five hours of content oh yeah okay do a side-by-side -side comparison of character plot points, mm -hmm. character arc. And we know more about Chris Evans, his motivation, what makes him tick, who he is as an individual, yeah. what his, what his end game is. What's, out of time. what's his ideology? Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> what possibilities does his future hold by the end of the movie? Yeah. We can come up with an entire tree of ideas. Now do the same thing with She-Hulk. Nothing. You, 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 What's her motivation? Right. Um, I'm being serious. What is her motivation? Because I've actually sat and tried is, to think about this. Her motivation is that she wants to apparently prove herself. To who? She's better than she's, she's better, better than her cousin. <laughs> she's better than her cousin. Actually, no. That <laughs> we laugh about that, but I've actually thought about this thinking about She-Hulk. Her motivation is absolutely to be better than Bruce in her own eyes. So it's a very selfish But that motivation. was also already pushed forward, that idea in the very first episode when they made it a point to say that she doesn't need to learn how to control her anger. Yeah. So where's the struggle? But apparently she does because she loses her anger in the very end. And then the, 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 the they thing, broke my TV, <laughs> broke my TV. My point is Dave, like that you are, it, it's, you're, it's you're, not a well-rounded story. It's There's, not the, very well-rounded. That's what they've done with pretty much all of their new characters. We don't know enough about them. What are their true struggles? Like yeah. Mike, you, 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 the way you described it is perfect. Like you could sit there and like, even if like, okay, we know Iron Man wasn't a thing. We know that we know that about Thor, what he was struggling with. Yeah. We, we know that about captain America when he came into it. Uh, like those things were listed when it came to it. We, we understood through the uh, subtle storytelling through all those movies, what black widows was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, without having it thrown in our face. An even better point. Um, same thing with Black Wanda Widow, and who didn't even have her own thing 
we understood her story arcs beginning with Iron Man 2 all the way through Avengers, never had her own movie, but we're like, we understand her motivation and her struggle. Same yeah. thing with Vision and Jarvis. Yes. Yeah, Vision and Jarvis. Yes. Even with even with uh, Hawkeye and the Hulk. Hulk, who mm-hmm. basically we never even really had a Hulk movie, but they were able to do even a, even a story arc, a story arc on Bruce dealing with the trauma of becoming Hulk and coming to terms with his other persona. Well, that first Avengers movie did great for him. Yeah. I, 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 I put the gun in my mouth, but he wouldn't let me but eat the bullet. Eat eat the the bullet. bullet. I was like, Oh, one of the best strongest oh, moments yeah. ever. Goosebumps. Yeah. But, but again, all of that stuff you're talking about, which is great. Point to one character that's new. I, look, I'm just going to want to look back machine at this point. It's better. <laughs> the, the closest one, the closest one, honestly, that I could say, and I, but nowadays I think about it because maybe I'm biased because it's my favorite series. I'm not saying something you're interested in. Yeah. I'm talking about, you can definitively point can to definitely them and point say that's a and- true struggle that people, audiences can relate to. Yeah. I'm not making that. Con- I want to make sure I make that connection. When I say their struggle, their motivation, these are things that when you write a script, you have to be concerned with because you need audiences to care. I think and in the- order for them to care, they need to feel some type of connection to this person's problem. They, they need to understand, understand it. it. The only one I could possibly think of that they did well is Moon Knight. The, that whole arc of Moon Knight where Mark is dealing at, with grief. It's his grief from trauma. It's his grief from the fact that he's hiding the fact that his trauma is based on the fact that his mom abused him. But that also took seven or eight hours. But it for took us. seven or eight hours. That's that's three movies. <laughs> yeah. And I would agree with you, Dave. Like he is an interesting character. Yeah, that's the doubt. only one. But to Bob's point as well, that is an entire series. Exactly. In order to get to that. And that's the thing is kind of like, besides that, it's almost like they die. The, like what you mentioned earlier, they just diluted everything. They need to pull back. And I know there are some reports, Bob, you might even have them in front of you. I don't know, but there have been reports that they are pulling back on the amount of content they put yes. out. Um, I think they're only planning on releasing two to three things this year. They haven't said what they are and everything else is delayed to 2024. Yeah. So I would expect to see maybe secret wars um, or secret invasion. Was it wars or invasion? Invasion, what? secret invasion. Because yeah. that's the, the one with Nick Fury. Uh, Cause I want to say Loki has already been, I've read was put off. Um, what if I think is still coming out? Cause that's a cartoon. Oh, Loki season two got pushed. I I believe so. Let me check. Um, yeah, but- the, the only release dates I have here in front of me from Variety, Guardians of the Galaxy is the next, the May a uh, May fifth release, and then Captain Marvel. <laughs> the oh, the Mar- Marvels. Marvels. The Marvels comes out in November. Captain America: New World Order is next year, a year and a half away. Yeah, and uh- see, that's even the thing that irritates me when you bring up the Marvels. And I'm like going, we barely have any news about them. Anything. Yeah. We don't know anything about it. Well, they got to keep her fucking out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, even though I don't mind her, she just really fucked herself up with she all those did. PR juggins she did leading into the Marvels talking about oh how she's God, only yeah. going to be interviewed by white pe- or by people of color. People of color. For these press circuits because she wants to give them the opportunities. I'm like, Whoa. How patronizing. Like, Thank you for giving us minorities chances. Yes. 
Oh, oh yes, Massa, I'll come talk to you. <laughs> Tell me what you want about you, this movie. You want me to do a dance for you? No, oh, thank you. Oh, shucks. I'm going to go home. I'm going to name my firstborn after you. They just don't realize how patronizingly condescending that it's, is. It's condescending as my voice uh, yeah. was yes. right there. Yeah. Uh, and I like her. I like Brie Larson quite a bit. And I liked the movie for the most part. In fact, I recently rewatched it and liked Captain Marvel better the second time. Captain Marvel is basically Captain America female. It's the same story. It's a good origin story. It gets there. It just was too late in the thing because I think it was released in a bad time when it comes to it because it was released between the two Avengers movies. So all of a sudden, like you're waiting for the second one and then you're like, oh, you know, while we're on commercial break, let's throw in this Miss Marvel thing, you know, and, and you're just like, oh, what? like <laughs> you didn't really tell me anything I didn't know because everybody's already dead. And and then also you we have to wait for her to come in and save the day, basically, because she's somewhere else. Then it gets retconned by, gets retconned. by Wanda because uh, we've been proven that Wanda is the most powerful woman there is. So they didn't need her. They didn't need her at all. <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm scrolling through here and it's like, okay, they're releasing X-Men 97. Um, I guess it's, you know, it's a new, it's, it's a kind of homage to the nineties series. Oh no. The, I'm excited about that because just because oh, the cartoon, yes. yeah, the cartoon, oh, yeah, the cartoon, I'm, I'm excited. For the cartoon's going to be absolutely separate from, and that's the thing. It's totally oh, separate. It is not, so they're doing their because all their because cartoons. It's a, it's a not an MCU show. Yeah, it's not an MCU show okay, because good. that might be interesting. It's a direct continuation of, of where the 90s. we of the ninety cartoon. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! Because the ninety cartoon never got an ending, so they're just going to take it up from where it left off. Don't fuck it up, please. I know, I know. it's just a that's cartoon, but that but cartoon it's iconic. is iconic. It's just as iconic as Voltron. It oh, really okay. is. Yeah. especially maybe the even more. I mean, at least for American audiences, I remember when it happened in Miss Marvel and I immediately had to tell Bobby, did you get the reference? Because when she says, when, when they make that reference that she's a mutant and you hear the little subtle na, 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 (laughs) from, from the X-Men. They did that for Xavier too. And Dr. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, that's, that is iconic. So I don't want them. If they release a new X-Men movie, don't ball tickle us. First off, <laughs> use that theme. You think that just use the and don't ball theme. tickle us by giving us just like a, a little, a little bit of the melody. Like you better deliver it. Yeah, like you better have some eight oh eights backing up with bass. Just like <laughs> remix it a little bit, but just like <laughs> and just have it come in and just like yell fuck and it just drops. Yeah, You're like yelp. This is it. This is it. Exactly. I mean, it's almost like what uh, uh, you know. You think about like uh, Batman and. Um, you know, Elfman's like theme from 89. It's just like, yo, that, that went to the animated series. It was the, mm-hmm. like that, that should be the only Batman theme that we need. Ever. Well, even, even yep. like when you saw the last, what flash trailer, what did they do? They pay homage to that yeah, theme, which is a little like tweak to it. it with a little tweak, they better but it use it in the actual there. movie too, or I'll be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. Um, but, but again, it, 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 we're, we're, the thing that we are most excited about when you look through all this is something – it's something that is ending and something that is giving us an ending of something from our childhood. Yeah. Other other than that, like I don't care about Echo. Like I don't care about – I don't even know what that is. Um, it's the Echo dolphin is- from the PlayStation game. <laughs> so stupid. So bad that got me. Oh, Secret Invasion. <laughs> I am interested yes, in that. But th- that's the only thing. But I think that's been pushed to 2024 now, too. 
Yeah. Jeez. And think about that. I mean, Secret Invasion was touted as when when people looked at it, that was going to be the last connection to the original phase because that's our last character. That's Nick Fury, who started the whole freaking Avengers initiative. And now we have to wait even more for Secret Invasion. And it's like, it's another ending to a character, but there's no new character in Secret Invasion that they're touting to continue it on. It's just going to end with Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah. I brought you into this world. I'll take you out of this world. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. I know. Do you think shows like, let's say Daredevil is a huge success. Let's say it's people love it on Disney plus. Could you guys, do, do uh, you see them? Podcast audience. Could you hear my eyes roll in the back of my head? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an undertaker. eye roll. I don't even believe my own words, but I'm saying it's a what if scenario here. Oh, okay. we're playing that. Yeah. Um, this is a uh, Marvel on RMD. What if, okay. If it's really good, let's say, do you see them saying, well, we finally got something going in this new phase here. Like people are fucking in love with these characters here. Do they make a second season or they or do they finally transition Daredevil back into film form? Well, the the question becomes is like, it's one of those questions that me and Bobby have asked in multiple Marvel shows is, can we see this character carrying a movie? And as much as I like the actor who plays Daredevil and mm -hmm. he's fantastic, I don't think the character itself can carry. He heroes don't carry movies. Villains do. Vincent D'Onofrio can do it. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio could. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, but, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But Disney is not agile enough to pivot. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Because they because have you so look many at, plans like, Agatha play. was so fucking wonderful in Wanda. And now we're going to, I think it's 2024 end of. The, the, that we get Agatha. That we get Agatha. It's like, no, they weren't. They're not. It, they, they're almost falling into that Shazam thing to where these kids are going to be 35 years old going back into the next movie. Yeah. You know, and Shazam, you know, for them is a cleaning product. Well, not it goes, it goes to get them to be a superhero because they're that old. It goes into the complaint that me and Mike had, I think, in one of our other shows where we we're talking about uh, the darker side. This is jumping boat to D.C. is like we have to wait now or like movies that we want to see. Like I think it was swamp thing and we're going to have to wait 10 years, 10 years for a swamp thing movie. So you mean to tell <laughs> hey me guys, Marvel, I have a plan and, and it, the thing in Marvel that is like my swamp thing is fantastic Four. I got to wait what they say. It's going to be like five years, five, eight years, maybe even 10. Until even we get it's fantastic Four. Yeah. It, it says 2012, uh, uh, Valentine's day, 2025. 2025 so we again we have to wait and they haven't even mentioned oh, yeah, they haven't even mentioned the casting by this point so i'm expecting fantastic four to get pushed back again so like <laughs> i mean they just got the their shit together for blade and that's coming out next year apparently apparently but 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 but, but again i i think the problem with movie studios is is that they're not a, they they don't have a pivot no, they, they lost they their urgency back in the old days. It'd be like, we, fuck, we got a green light this. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Sometimes it was three years and then it went down to like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Then it went to two years and that ended up being the average. They would have a success. If they had a successful film, they would plan two years. Boom. The sequel. And then by the end of six years, you would have the trilogy. 
Now it's like but three years in between TV seasons. You mm-hmm. only see that with the connected universe. Correct. You're not seeing that with, uh, it's not like uh, the Joker 2 and the Batman 2 or whatever they're calling them are coming out later because it's like, oh, well, we have to wait because we don't want to step on Superman's toes. We don't want to step on this toes. And I think that's what we're dealing with Marvel. It's like, oh, man, uh, Agatha was a very popular character coming out of it. We want to give her her own TV show. Well, you know what, guys? We have Miss Marvel. We have this cartoon. And then we have to deal with our other projects because we have exactly. we have Shitty Fett. Um, we have uh, Mandalorian <laughs> Season 3 in the toilet. Um, uh, we're going to... Uh, do faceovers of all the dead actors and put them in another TV show called <laughs> Zombie Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But, and they're part of the bigger planet. And Mike, we've talked about this in the past. It used to not be, and this is what Iger is at least said, we're not going to be put, pushing our stuff on our things anymore. Um, when I started my job, it was always told to me that I'm a better employee and I've probably never said that I worked on, on air, but whatever. Uh-oh. Um that, that I am a better employee when it comes down to um, the, the breadth of my knowledge, not the depth. That the, the, the more that I know and the more that I can get out there and show that I am valuable to all these people, the more valuable I am as an asset to the company. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're running into with Marvel at, as a whole is that as much as we shit on DC for being like, why the fuck do you guys have Gotham City Knights on CW? Well, guess what? They're putting out content and they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. No, and- that's changing now. Well, but you, you know what I mean, though. But like, they're they're not they're they're they they are producing, but yep. they are also not worrying about the distribution part of it. Yeah. yeah, that that you could have these things though. Like ABC is a fucking valuable asset for Disney that they do not fucking use anymore. Oh yeah, why aren't they using it? They're not using Hulu like they should. They they cram hole everything into DC. Are into uh, uh, Disney, Plus, Disney Plus, and then they don't worry about the other things, and they they don't want to step on each other's toes because in the streaming world, it's like, well, you know, why couldn't you release a Marvel thing on Tuesday, a Star Wars thing on Thursday, uh, a Disney cartoon on Saturday and Sunday, and then have people go in and watch it whenever they want and not worry about stepping on each other's toes? It might it'd be like you going, hey, you, you know what, Circle of Jerks is on right now. We're never going to do another show until circle of jerks is done and you're just like well why like we have audience star wars audience we have star trek audience we have supernatural audience we have dc audience we have marvel audience that we should be touching in the non-sexual way unless you're into that um but you know your point is solid i agree with you it's like trying to build a freeway in the middle of a dense population of people that already have homes the homes being marvel's planned content and the highway being the road they hope to take and when you have all these plans you have to be careful not to fuck up your plans and that's why you have that delay so there's it's a catch 22 i understand i think their their idea is is logical but at the same time, they're hurting themselves by not capitalizing on the enthusiasm of a successful hit. Yeah. Yeah. W- 100%. I-, I lose my breath sometimes when I black out and go off like that. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm it's not, been I'm, a while. I'm not radio cardio right now. 
<laughs> well, especially you know, radio like, cardio. I think I think it also gets to the point where my mind hurts after I do shit like that. Yeah, like I actually sound smart sometimes, and it probably scares people. It's like he just had an aneurysm. <laughs> it's also the things I've been pent up in YouTube because I, I I'm gonna say this when it comes to Marvel and any of the comic book stuff, it has been a very downer probably past three years when it comes to superhero stuff, when it comes to Marvel, you can't really say there's that one moment when basically we all say that's a goddamn great Marvel. I like Dr. Strange too, quite a bit, a lot actually, you but like Dr. Strange too, quite a bit because it's a Marvel movie or because it reminds you of stuff that we used to love in the nineties. I love a little bit, I guess now mm-hmm. that you put it that way, I like the dark atmosphere. I like the cinematography. I like the overall storyline. The problem with that movie though, is that it relies too much on prior content. Yeah. Personally, it worked for me because I watched all that prior content. I was invested because I hate to say it. The last Marvel's Marvel movie that I could say stands on its own. And I thoroughly enjoyed was Spider-Man. The, Oh yeah. Not, not Tom Holland. I'm talking about oh, Sony into, Spider-Man into the, the, Spider- into the Spider-Verse. Well, that's what dude, that's debatably one of or the, arguably the, one of the best superhero films ever all, made all time. Yeah. And, but it stands by itself and you don't need to know anything in the past. That one and Batman Returns need to go head to head for a battle <laughs> for to decide battle. which is the best superhero film ever made. <laughs> and I know that's highly um, controversial statement right there, but I, uh, to me, those are the two greatest. Batman Returns is my favorite Batman. I've always yeah, said that. I love it. Um, that's, that's interesting. I don't know. Um, I, I'm gonna stop it on that one. Like Batman Returns or Spider Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That that is an interesting debate topic that hopefully one day you'd have. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, David. Thank you, Michael. It is good to be back. We will be back more often. We'll be back on our bullshit, doing our thing. Um, thank you for listening. However you listen, remember rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out a ton. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up!